We're live. Hello and welcome to our little D&D game. I'm J-Man Weird. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. I'm going to read something to you now and I hope you'll listen. Um, Icewind Dale has become trapped in a perpetual winter. Ferocious blizzards make the mountain pass through the spine of the world exceedingly treacherous, and this land has not felt the warmth of the sun in over two years. In fact, the sun no longer appears above the mountains, not even in what should be the height of summer. In this frozen tundra, the darkness and bitter cold reign as king and queen. Most Dale residents blame Oriel the Frostmaid, the goddess of winter's wrath. The shimmering aura that weaves across the sky each night is said to be her doing, the potent spell that keeps the sun at bay. Dale folk live in a scattering of settlements known as Ten Towns. The drop-off in caravans coming from the south and travel between the settlements in this never-ending winters has left everyone feeling isolated. Although each town has resolved to appease the Frost Maiden with sacrifices of one kind or another, no respite from winter's fury seems forthcoming. For adventurers such as yourselves, Ten Towns is a place to test one's mettle and, in the spirit of heroes who've come before, leave one's mark on this frigid, blighted land. And with that, last time on our little d game, our adventurers made it into Ten Towns. Bishop, a cleric, was marooned on a ship that was frozen in the ice to the northwest. Um, Bryn Shander was brought into Ten Towns through the North Gate. Uh, Trace, our human bard, bought passage from Luskin to Ten Towns, and on his on their way, um, the guide and um, his guide and his himself found. Uh, an elven ranger named Subaru laying in the snow. And as time progressed, a Goliath paladin came through one of the gates from the great mountain peaks of the spine of the world. Uh, his name was Skywatcher. And our heroes found themselves at the Northlook Inn. Trace had just cast a spell to read the thoughts of three one of three dwarves that were talking about losing a load of iron ingots of some kind, whereby the rest of the patrons in the in the uh, in the inn were talking about murders happening in the in the ten towns in three particular towns uh, Torgos East Haven and now even one in Bryn Shander. Just another gruesome day in ten towns howling wind bitter cold foul temperatures and snowdrifts big enough to bury a herd of moose but today the local tavern is abuzz with news about the series of recent killings before the murders the only question on everyone's mind was, will summer ever return to Icewind Dale? Now the question is, will the killer, will I be the killer's next victim? Nothing breeds fear and paranoia like a murderer with no face. Three cold-blooded murders have been committed in the past month. A halfling trapper in East Haven, a human shipbuilder in Targos, and three days ago, a dwarf glass blower in Bryn Shander, just before you guys arrived. Each victim was found with a dagger of ice through his heart. What's the connection? The drunken lot huddled in this tavern offered no credible ideas, but sitting apart from them was an elderly shield dwarf that Skywatcher noticed. Um, with a scar across his nose and a look like he had something worth knowing. He was smoking a pipe as he was eyeing the crowd before him. When we last left, I believe, Trace, you had read the thoughts of a dwarf 
and you had sang a song about the Dale coming back to normal in a year. What would you, as your song ends, um, you notice the dwarf kind of, it's like, you know, when you think somebody's talking about you, your ears start burning, he kind of, he starts looking around. Is this after, after, after I did the, uh, was it, uh, I created the bit of smoke mist and just kind of the change of the face to kind of white glazy eyes and did my... Yeah, you did your thing, and you read and his that, mind and, and that sang his song. Actual, that wasn't actually a part of the song. That was like it was like he completely jumped into a completely new song. Then he reverted back to normal, and then finished singing his like nothing else had yeah. happened. So, <clears throat> at the end, he's kind of looking around. Okay. So you kind you, Trace and Subaru, you kind of know one another, but. So with that, Trace is going on as if nothing at all happened, like to him, because he he wanted this to seem like it was completely. How do you put it? Because you do like, know he he'd been talking to people. You could see him talking to people <clears throat> in the tavern and trying to garner some aid yeah. um, at. Which time most people were just turning their backs on. So, and what what I was doing, the whole kind of direction I was going was to make it seem as though not possessed, but as if something had overcome Trace, and he just mm-hmm. sang this other weird tune and then reverted back to normal. So he is going on about his business like nothing at all happened. He, you know, thanks, folks. It was a, it's a nice little song. I don't know if it's true. I heard it from, and I'm just gonna make up. Yeah. Joe Blow von Richtenstein, and uh, I'll be I'll be back again tomorrow. We'll, uh, von Sarovich. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and I'll I'll go back to my table with Subaru, and I am literally gonna wait for the bait to to hook someone in and draw them back to us. Okay, okay. Skywatcher, uh, as the song ends, there's this old crumbly looking dwarf sitting in the corner like I said last time he's got his feet up on a stool he's kind of like in a boxed benched little alcove type of booth little table with a kind of a corner booth and he's got his foot up feet up on a stool and he's smoking a pipe and uh, as you are because you said you were approaching him yeah, because I think I was in uh, trying to get some information on the murders. You, you were you were asking some of the other patrons about the murders, and they were, they they point kind of pointed at you can ask that guy. Yeah. So, what would you like to do? Uh. So he's in a booth. Is there a seat in the booth? He kind of takes up one side of the. Yeah, there's enough. It's enough for two people. It's like a lover's booth, but he's kind of enough for two regular-sized people, huh? Yeah, I'm I'm a little large. You could fit. Okay, I'll I'll squeeze into the booth across from him. You push yourself into this booth, and a table kind of walks <laughs> away from you. It doesn't bustle. It moves away from you. It's, it's a little round table on its own on its own pedestal, so there's enough room. <laughs> and. Uh, you sit down? I right don't here. seem to remember inviting you to sit down. I hear you have some information regarding the murders. What's it to you? Well, I'd like to Lad. I can't help solve these murders. You're a long ways from home. Aye, that I am. So what command are you with, laddie? Well, I want to find this killer and make him see justice. Oh, no, you didn't hear me, lad. I said, what clan are you with? I'm with the Akanapi. Oh, I see. You're not one of them worm doggies. Okay. Well, I might be able to work with you. Well, it might be I'm looking for uh, a 
I'm looking for a man. I'm not sure, but there's been a few too many murders for my liking. And all in towns where there's human sacrifice to our ill, the bitch goddess who's left us in this frozen hell. Well, if they're linked, all the more reason to find the murderer. I mean, then we can rip him limb from limb after we figure out how to get to this goddess, as you call her. So, what's your interest? Anyway, I'm here to make a name for myself. A name for yourself? Look at you, lad. Don't need to do that. You're like, what, 12 stones tall? Tall enough? You probably weigh about 27 stone. Height and weight are only a small portion of what makes a Goliath. What's now the other? action? That is what makes oh, a Goliath. Apparently, wisdom as well. Action, too. I see. I see. Yeah, but what just came out of your mouth? <laughs> a whole lot of wisdom. So you're interested in finding the murderer, are you, laddie? Yes, I am. Ah, uh, well. Is it just yourself you travel with? For now. Because I'm the man I'm looking for is a part of a small traveling merchant company called Torgs. It's owned and operated by a shady dwarf named Ice Bane. Torga Ice Bane. In other words, I guess my killer gets around. I have a Suspicion, his name is Sephic Caltro. Sephic Caltro? Yes, Sephic Caltro. He's been traveling around with this Torga Icevein and her, and her ilk. But I guess he's probably her bodyguard or something. And I'm guessing he's good with a blade. His victims come from only the three towns that sacrifice people to the Frost Maiden on nights of the new moon. This is what passes for civilized behavior, you know, in here in the, the ten towns. So, maybe the victims found a way to keep their names out of the drawings, and Sephic uh, found out they were cheating, so he killed them. Maybe, just maybe. Sephic's doing the Frost Maiden's work. Listen, I followed Torgs for a ten day as it moved from town to town. Quite a devious little enterprise. But that's not my concern. What struck me is how comfortable Sephic looks in this weather. No coat, no scarf, no gloves. It was like the cold couldn't touch him. The kiss of the Frost Maiden indeed. So I tell you what. I'll pay you a hundred gold pieces to apprehend him. Ascertain his guilt and deal with him. Preferably without involving the authorities. Because they don't want to do anything about these killings. They have no interest in any of the ten dudes. None of them. None of them. None of the council members from any of the towns want anything to do with this. So I tell you what, when the job's done, you can return to me. You know where to find me. If you want the job, let me know. But do it quick before they leave town. I'll do it. Fair enough. Pause. Super, you're in the bar. If you remember, you had a... A, a fish stew, <laughs> fish stew, and a mead, because right. that's what they have. They have fish stew and mead, um, because oh, I should have ordered the fish stew instead. So much better, as opposed to the fish stew. So yeah, as yeah. you're, and and I believe, I believe um, 
bishop was hanging around somewhere in the bar, but I wasn't sure where. Anyway, you're sitting with Trace at the table. Um, what do you want to do? I'll comment on the interesting song you just... Uh, an interesting song you just sang. Well, it's an old song. It's been around for some time. I learned it from... <clears throat> and I'll, I'll spout the name again. It's nothing special. What was so great about it? Well, there are two songs. One song? There was nothing more than one. It's... Hmm. What do you mean? Okay. That fish sings too, eh? I've heard <laughs> Billy Bass. <laughs> you speaking in riddles. No, no, I, I, I'm not the one speaking in riddles. So I'll, I'll grab my mead and I'll start, I'll start kind of nursing it. <clears throat> As you're nursing your mead and your conversation's going on, this, this squat little dwarf comes shuffling up to you and, uh, He seems to be kind of outfitted. He's kind of undressed, but he seems to be outfitted in cold winter gear, just like you guys were. Everybody's kind of half-outfitted being indoors. But um, he says, uh, Well, met friend, I'm Runa. These are my friends, Corks and Storm. Listen, I just... Were you just singing some sort of song about the Dale getting warm again? Well, yes, it's just it's an Did old you chant. just sing a song about? Well, listen, that doesn't matter. I need I need some help. Listen, I'll tell you my story, and then you can decide. Me and my friends here just came into town. And we're the survivors of a group of dwarves tasked with delivering a sled of iron ingots to here to Bryn Shander. Now, on our way, a yeti surprised us and killed a member of our group. The rest of us fled as that yeti tore away our friend Obo. Limb from limb, they tore him. We need someone to go back and get the sled for us. Now listen, as payment, we'll offer you, you, and any of your party, if you have a party, a, a gemstone worth 50 gold each. And I tell you this, a boon for us would be a boon for the dwarves of Icewind Dale. And in these harsh times, a boon with the dwarves of Icewind Dale means a boon with the dwarves of Kelvin's Cairn and the Battlehammer clan. Would you be interested in helping? We'd go, but we just don't have it. Would you be interested? Well, I must say, it sounds like a very wealth-inducing proposition. Um, I don't know what would make me the best to do so. I'm honored that the dwarves would think so highly of me. But to well, I... what do I owe an offer so great? <clears throat> well, you and, well, even you, miss... Uh, you're the only ones we haven't asked yet. Well, besides that, that new guy that walked in and that big guy over there, we've asked everybody else and they've all said no. Nobody wants to help us. And that's the way it is here on the Dale for some reason. We stood up. We stood up for each other, but now that this Frost Maiden has done what she's done, 
and created this everlasting rhyme. Nobody wants to help anyone. And I'm just asking you, as a dwarf to a man, and I'm willing to pay good money. Oh, it would seem so. I do, think do I must see if I can muster a crew. <clears throat> you don't have a crew? Well, I'm afraid this young lass here owes me no more than just a good thanks. Uh, it's... Lass, tell me something. Would you be interested in making a yeah. 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 Oh. Well, there you go. You got yourself a crew. So I've, I've got at least one crew member. I mean, you did save a life too, so. Aye, but I mean, saving a life is is one thing, but it doesn't mean I need to. Passive perception is making up this conversation. Um, it doesn't mean I'm owed anything. Far be it from that. It's if it is what is right to do, it is what is right to do. And with that. Uh, I think what is right to do is to potentially help you and your friends. I will have to see if I can get enough to uh, to achieve the mission. That being said, my skills of this sort are, well, they're limited. I'm, I'm good with song, but that's about all. Well, that's fine if you're willing to take up if you're willing to take up a job for pay, then we can use you. And how about you? You're willing, lass. And he stands, like, he literally gets up on your table. And he, and he crawls right, like, right in your face. And, and he I'm, puts like, his hand, my food he, so he almost puts his <laughs> hand right in your bowl. Just like that. And he, and he gets up on the table. He's got these big hobnail boots, like, they got spikes in them. And he, yeah, he's got mountaineer, like, well, not, he, they're like cleats, ice cleats. And he, you can see him, and they're leaving spots in the table. Is there anyone in this place who can help me? And my lads, these two have been willing. I'm willing to pay. The rest of you said no. And he looks right at you. How about you? Are you willing to help a dwarf? I'm definitely willing to help these fine folk make it to their destination alive. You will need the services of a healer, of course. Oh, oh. more than be praised, Dan. Thalos be praised. I, I do believe that everyone could use a good healer. Would, would you be interested in making some money? I'd be happy to join Come you. on over here, then. I'm on And he crawls down off the table. <laughs> and he plops himself... He, Grabs a chair over and he plops himself down on the I chair. just got right up on him. Squeal for my piggy, squeal! Now, <laughs> looking around at the group of us, I must say, um, if there's going to be a Yeti involved... Um, excuse me, did you say Yeti? Yeah. Well, it killed our friend Obok. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> now, Should can I get some muscle? He quickly contemplates his decision. Maybe I should have got the details before. Yeah. <laughs> looks at his bicep. What? What do you mean? <laughs> what? Looks at looks at his. Oh yeah, fifteen strength. I guess that's not so bad. So, do you have any snowshoes? Oh, I I've got winter gear. But do you have specifically any snowshoes? Well, I might have to buy some unless. Unless by chance you've got some for sale or for gift to those who will venture their lives out to help you. Are you, telling me, excellent idea. are you telling me you can't afford snowshoes? Well, I don't know how much they are. Well, they're not much, but if you need them, I can supply them for you. Uh, yeah. Sounds good. Then I will take I will. this most gracious <laughs> offer. I'm already ready. <laughs> Very good, then. Listen, on the morrow, when the light is starts to turn grey, um, straight down, straight south down this street, as you go out the front of the inn, straight down, there's a place called Black Iron Blades. 
They'll be there waiting for you. How many sets do you need? Well, I suppose we shall need at least three. Um, we are potentially looking for... Um, yes, some muscle, so maybe a fourth set. I stand up. Is there anyone in here willing to do some killing, large-scale killing, on the, on the way to uh, something that doesn't involve so much killing, and then possibly some more killing on the way back? My Are you kidding sir? me? We're just waiting to be killed anyway. My good sir, Take your killing elsewhere. That is not the way to broach this subject. Does uh, anyone here want to right a wrong? A wrong that has been done to these three dwarves and their friend. <laughs> Does anyone want to make we right just what has want happened the in the cold past? to stop? Just the cold. I'll make stand the up cold shoving stop. the table into the other dwarf a little bit more. <laughs> you know, maybe cracking a rib. I will murder for justice. That's what I like to So, hear. laddie, you're not interested in my proposal. Not any longer. Fair enough, lad. I'll find somebody who is. If, uh, if you get back from your little adventure and I still need your help, can I come and ask? You can. Fair enough. And if I come across this specific cultural, I'll be looking for you. Fair enough, laddie. Good, good luck to ye. So. So you get up and you come over? Yep. Seven foot eight. You know, nearly three hundred pounds. Should we, should we interview him first to see if his qualifications are there? Well, he does look like muscle. <laughs> the dwarf. The dwarf looks small against an elf and against a human. <laughs> Right? Okay, and an elf looks small against a human and a goliath, but a dwarf looks minuscule. And he looks up at you and goes, I think you could probably take the yeti all by yourself, lad. Good, good, because I think his snowshoes are going to cost a little more. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Well, join us at Black Iron Blades on the morrow. Enjoy, enjoy your stew and your mead. And uh, thank you. We'll, uh, we'll see you on the morrow. I'll see you on the morrow. Might I ask, though? You may. What dragged you over to us? I don't know. There was something tickling the back of my brain. And I just looked at you. It was like somebody was listening to my thoughts. That's a very unsettling thought that someone could do that. It would be, considering my axe. Anyway, thank you for your help. And uh, him and his, him and his uh, two buddies, they, uh, they all shuffle off. The one, the one of one buddy, he's like, you can see him, he's got a twitch, he's, you hear something drop in the kitchen, he's just like, ah! it's not her, you stupid git, and he slaps him, go, let's go, and then as the, as the night rolls on, um, you, uh, you've obviously, you obviously play a few more tunes, no, not tombs. Your um, your your room and board is paid for uh, for one more night. And um, for anybody who is staying at the North Look Inn, uh, the North Look Inn is for a full night, and room and board is a silver piece per day. So you can uh, take off. Another silver piece for one day's. And that's actually really, really reasonable considering. All of a sudden. Considering um, these people could be charging an arm and a leg. They seem, even though they've been locked down for two years, um, they seem still seem pretty friendly. And 
songs like yours kind of lift their spirits. Even though on the next new moon they know they're going to sacrifice somebody to the frost. Holy jeez. And that's how it, that's kind of how it works. It's just not cool at all. Alright. So, tell me what you guys want to do for the rest of the evening. In the... I might do a bit of Sounds like a good idea. Okay. Not for me, but for you. And I might use my dice. <laughs> what? Um, do you, do you want to see if anybody's gambling in the... Yeah, I'll see if anyone's gambling. I'll roll see me, what they're gambling for. Roll me a perception check. See if anybody's rolling the bones. I'm afraid I'm not, <laughs> I'm not perceptive at all. Wow. Oh, I only get a, I get a plus one and... A, Oh no, I, sorry, I'm actually at 5 for perception, but either way, I'm not that deceptive right now. I didn't uh, see you can't, you can't really, yeah, you, you don't know if anybody's really doing anything. Most of the people look like they've stopped in here uh, just to get a bowl of stew, like some supper, and they're, like, people are starting, like, people come and go all night long, and then as the night, generally as the night wears on, people thin out, and those who are staying at the end move up to their rooms, and those who are going home, move on to home. Um, nobody gambling. Uh, Subaru? Just... Just uh, enjoying my mean... Enjoying the warmth. <laughs> it is, because outside it's minus 40 out. Minus 45. Well, I mean, out. I was half frozen too, so I'm like yeah. really enjoying the warmth. And just kind of taking in the room and just kind of watching people and Listen, whatever's going on. Right on. Uh, most of it's talk about who's going to be next. Who's going to be next? You can hear those murmurings. Who's going to be murdered next? Bishop. That's me. What are you up to? Uh, I'm just basically uh, communing with my God and, and just being pious. I've, you know, had something to eat and then I think. Uh, pretty much while I'm doing this, I'm re remaining like you know pious and focused, but at the same time I'm keeping my ears as far open as possible and trying to single out conversations that I think might be interesting. The the conversations you can hear some of the people talking to the elderly dwarf that was sitting in the corner. Um, you could like as the night wears on you can hear some of those conversations people are talking to him and because he's still looking for somebody to help him and then eventually he gets up and heads for his room and disappears out of the uh, out of the tavern and um, that's about it you can hear people talking about the murders does anybody look shifty anybody look like they like it looks like these people like in this room, they look like they just are tired. They look like people who have been out working in really cold temperatures all day long, and they just want to come and rest because they know they have to do it again the next day. What time of day is it? It's in the evening now. Hmm. Late evening or early evening? Um, it's getting on. Okay, so we'll say between sometime between seven and nine p.m. I'm going to retire to get a good rest. Fair enough. Uh, how about you there, Skywatcher? What, what, what? I can't remember his first name. Regmech. Regmech. And how do you spell that? R-A-G-N-E-K. Regmech. Ragmech. Referred to as Can I call him Ragmech? Can I put can I put umlauts over his e? Sure. And make it an ak. Ragmak. It's spelled with an e, but it sounds like ak. I like ragmak better. I like that. I'm gonna see if I can figure out how to add an umlaut in here. Ragmak. What are you up to? Well, this guy's not the only thing I watch. Feel free to talk to your fellow I'm oh. table mates. 
Well, actually, that's a good idea. I'm trying to, you know, kind of just stay quiet and amused and listen to... I'm, the, I'm an observer, so I'm listening to them divulge, you know, more about their personality from observation than I am so trying to dig into people I just met. Would it be safe to say that my battle axe is a little on the larger side? Yeah, it fits your size. Yeah. I'm just going to lay that on the table. It pretty yeah. much covers the table. Yeah. So is there like two people in you operating that? <laughs> well, there's me and Thrum. Thrum. Sorry about that. He is my god. What of this god? I know nothing of Thurm. Know nothing of the great frost god Thurm? But I admire a, I'm all undies. But I admire a pious man. Well, I wander in service to Thurm, and uh, to bring glory to his name in the name of my clan. Uh, and what, what brings glory? A head count, I imagine. Yes. It must be larger than the last one. Oh. Well, then we are in good, fierce company indeed. So far, I've only had small dealings with small groups of goblins. Well, that is certainly uh, a demeaning foe for a person of your stature. Yes, so I seek glory. Oh. So I hear rumors of a yeti. That will be a good start. So goblins, like when you stomp on them, I'd assume that's all you could do because... You could flick them. Maybe. Like, do they, do they get stuck in between your toes? Give him a nice kick off the mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, does he keep you warm at night? He's not that kind of guy, is he? Well, he's... <laughs> no. Oh, well... It just sounds about temperature. It sounds odd. We like to stay cold. You like to be cold? Not this cold, mind you. But yes, we like to be cold. What else do you think we hide in the mountains? Oh. We're in good company indeed if anybody knows how to survive in this harsh climate. That's a really interesting story, love. <laughs> Listen, can I get you another mead? I'll How about you, miss? One. Yes, please. And another mead. <laughs> Dealing with these guys, I'll have a couple more. <laughs> uh, how about you, big fella? I'll have another two, please. And, and she's like eyeing you up and down. This is the buxom one with the space between her teeth and the long blonde hair. <laughs> she's like, she's pretty, but that space, I'll you could fly a... Sally. You could, she's like, you could fly a 747 through that space. But many have, pretty. lad, many have. So she's got the London look. Yeah. Oh. No, they're not crooked. They're not all like... Do you have plus 14 initiative? Uh, oh, sorry, not initiative. Put that in class. Yeah, you're doing good. How do you get that? Yeah. You two no, can roll me a constitution. Uh, are you drinking? No. Okay. You're drinking? No. No. We both... That'd be four. <laughs> no pluses. The barkeep have fresh water. Oh yeah. Oh, no pluses at all? Well, uh, just your constitution. We both yeah, I have plus two for my four. So what did you have? Four. 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 You guys are feeling it. Uh, You're a little bit. I request like a like a huge cask of like the freshest water. He's got the establishment. I'm just pounding that shit. Now. I got eighteen. You didn't need to roll. Mm-hmm. You oh, got like good for you though. You got like two hundred and sixty pounds on both of us combined. I'll start well, slowing I'm also down having now. multiple drinks as opposed to their one. I don't want loose lips to sink uh, to sink any ship, so I think I'm gonna re- relax and have some water now. Very ah. good. You little ones are fun. Well, I pour some water into his empty cup. Right oh. a huge ass thing of water. Oh, thank you, kind sir. <clears throat> I'm not dead. At least we know this stuff's not poisoned. That's true. So, you're from the mountains, you say? I am. 
and being up in the mountains, you decided to come this way into the cold instead of going the other way into the not cold. You, you must really love freezing your ass off. Uh, freezing your posterior off. Well, it just seemed this was the better way to glory. I mean, look at the size of that thing. <clears throat> it's got a while before that's going to freeze. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a point. Yourself, sir. I've, uh, you're a man of faith? Uh, what little I have left lies with Talos. Consider me a man on the edge of, uh, on the edge of faith, desperately clinging to a god who consistently ignores his pleas for a better life. Shocking. Right? And in the Dale, wouldn't that be just about everyone? Yes, but nonetheless, Talos still watches over me, and for whatever reason, keeps me alive from time to time. Perhaps he has a purpose for you. This is what I keep telling myself, although that purpose has yet to reveal itself in any kind of positive manner. But that's why I'm here with you. Perhaps I can do some good. I hope you shall. Very much so. And how about you, my dear? I've been told you were a bit of a frigid wench when uh, when I first met. <laughs> the whole room goes silent. Everybody <laughs> just... <laughs> well, I mean, let's huh? be honest. You were a blue Subaru when I met you. <laughs> I mean, your skin was a little bit... She's just gonna like. Yeah. So you said you're driving a blue Subaru like Joe at some point. Like, oh, where's the barbarian upstairs driving a blue Subaru? Just wait, just wait. Now it looks as though she's changed color. She, she's now a red Subaru. Is there any other, like, I might just pick up my stuff and move to another table? There's an empty table. Oh, that's what I'm doing. I mean, I've got an axe laying in front of me. He's, like, being all, like... I'm moving to, another, to the next table. Look, now you've scared her off. You know what? I didn't scare her off. They're she owes like me a lot. They're all like that. I, I know. They're all like that, you know, that. It's the, it's the tongue, you can see the tongue between her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... <laughs> so unnerving. <laughs> but you know what? The fact that she's pretty makes it even more unnerving. <laughs> You're like, I'll have the steak special. <laughs> Confirm my order, please. <laughs> You'll have the... <laughs> yes, yes, that. So she she says, can I bring you another one here? I think I'm okay for now. I'll have some water. I'm actually she going like to retire for the brings evening. Brings the jug of water and fills up your cup and yeah. puts the jug down. <laughs> yeah, I think she'll have a little more mead. I think... A jug of mead? Think she's, <laughs> I think she's fine. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Note to Great self, deal. lock my door well tonight. <laughs> yeah, no joke. That guy's really creepy. <laughs> Sheila, like, wanders off into the kitchen. <laughs> and, and all the whole time, Scramsack is just kind of sitting behind the bar watching, you know, watching everything. Oh, yeah, it's a bartender. Yeah. Oh. Um... So, Bishop, you head to bed? Yep. Um, how about anybody else? What are you guys doing? I'm also making sure my door is locked good. <laughs> I'll eventually make my, my way up after having to bed. <laughs> you know, maybe I'll wait till he's gone and then make my way up, so... <laughs> so he doesn't know what room you're in? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And make sure the door is locked. 
I don't know where she's bars. getting these ideas. I just called her a blue Subaru and then a red one. Until she finds out it's even creepier knack of being able to detect people by smell. You'll just uh, you can hear the you homes. can hear Bishop say as he wanders. <laughs> <up the street. laughs> Locks door twice. You hear the chair. And then you hear the desk. <laughs> and the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else loose in here? Just my morals. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I will take it everybody is heading to bed or no or yes. Yeah. We're done. Well, I'm heading to what they call a bed. Yes, uh, you don't really fit in it. Um, it's built for a normal sized person, but not an enormous sized person. And um, you take one look at it. What do you do? Sleep on the floor? Or yeah, I sleep, sleep on the floor. <laughs> there are some blankets there. It actually looks pretty comfortable, and the roofs look pretty clean. Like, they're not rat-infested. Well, that's a bonus. Bonus, <laughs> yes, I guess. So, um, the cats seem to be comfortable downstairs. They, they don't seem to be uh, around. It's in a cradle? Well, with a silver spoon in its mouth. Anyway. Anyway. Um, you guys all find a night's rest. And in the morning, it's dark. Um, people are kind of coming in and out quickly for a like a like maybe a bite to eat and gone to whatever work they're off to do that day um what are you guys doing i'm getting up good and early and seeing how well i'm doing and then i'm going to go and roll me another con save please this time don't suck let's see no con is not one of my well, 17. Surprisingly enough, you feel zero ill effects from the night before. And, surprisingly enough, you don't remember much. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I don't remember where they went, but I'll ask which Checks rooms they're in. <laughs> Down the stairs you go? Yeah. There you go. Uh, how about you, uh, Subaru? What do you I'll do? get up and go down. Okay. As you uh, approach the bar to ask... Uh, you can see Subaru making her way down the stairs. How about you uh, there, Bishop? <coughs> Bishop? Yeah, it gets up, checks for kidney. Yes, still has it. Good. Uh, then uh, I make my way out of my room after gathering my equipment and donning my armor. Fragment. Yeah. What do you grab, do? Uh, wake up, don my equipment, make my way downstairs. You guys all have your winter gear? Fair enough. Yeah. Find the group and places to be, people to see, folk. We've got to go to the Black Iron, uh, Black Iron Blades. And I'm keeping these guys between me and him now. Um, the sun me. isn't quite up yet. If there's anything you want to do here in the the inn before you go, if not, we'll we'll advance that time. Grab a bite to eat at least. Yeah, I guess for sure. Um, I suppose I shall have some breakfast. Some nice way of serving your hot stew of some sort. Of fish stew. <laughs> Fish but for breakfast, cold. Yeah. We have fish. <laughs> fish stew. Oh my gosh. Can I get... It's, uh, Matilda is the morning shift. Um, she's a little older. Um, she's, again, she's for an older gal. She's, you know... Good shape. Good shape. Right on. No clap on this. No, no, no. Nothing like that. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, moving on. No, she's uh, for an older gal. Uh, she's very weighty up top, and um, a little more bulbous around the bottom. Bulbous is never a word you want to have used to describe you. She's weighty on top and a little more bulbous around the bottom, and she kind of looks like um, oh, bulbous around the bottom. That's What's that? The the one from the um, from the movie with. The robots with robots from robots. Aunt Fanny. Aunt Fanny. She reminds you of a little bit. She could remind you of Aunt Fanny a little bit. Although she's a little more buxom up top. For some reason, Scram Sacks only 
seems to hire gals who are buxom. Anyway, you know, when you got to type, you got to type. Yeah. <laughs> but she's uh, she's uh, she's not. She's just uh, like a motherly type. She's like, what can I get you, dear? What's for breakfast? We have stew. Do you not have rabbits hopping around <laughs> Well, if we do, sometimes we do, but sometimes we have moose. But we've got to have hunters to do that. Now, if you like hunting, I'm sure you can get some contracts to hunt. Okay, well, keep that in mind. But, yeah, we've got fish this morning. I get the hot fish again. Sweet. It's <laughs> a little fish. You know what? It's hot and it's tasty. And it's it's, it's as good as it was the night before. And it, warms, and it warms the belly. I'm trying to remember. It was, a, it was a town from the south. Spoke very similar, very similar build. Do you have any relations in the south? And me? Yes. Um, I'm not sure. I was born here. My family is from here. Uh, my children are here. Fair enough. But is there anything I can get you for breakfast? Yeah. I'll just have what everyone else is having. Stew and eat. Hey. Good. And, and yourself? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll also have a sampling of that explosive combination. <laughs> <laughs> Most excellent. That, that's got to be you. Uh, and are, you come down, rolling down, hmm. and she just stops and she just, oh, and how about you? Uh, two stews and two meat, please. Very good. That'll be, um, oh, you guys paid your silver piece. Uh, if you want to pay in advance for your silver piece for the day, keep your room. Well, I think my room is paid for, my dear. Oh, you're the music guy, aren't you? Yes, yeah. I am. Gareth told me. I've just given him a first name. Okay. Gareth Scram Size. I didn't like just Scram Size. <laughs> Anyway, um, hey, yes. Captain Mimo came out. Right on. What's up, Welcome, Cap? buddy. Yo. Uh, so, anyway, yes, that'll be uh, a silver for everybody for the day. I'm assuming you're keeping your rooms. Are you the Are you the ones who talked to the dwarves last night? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are. And word gets around, you know. That's how it works. So, anyway, uh, I'll be back with your. I'll be back with your. Your meals. Give well, me, right. me with a good time. So, she uh, she comes back ten minutes later, and she's got all the students. She got a big tray. She's got it on one arm. She wheels it around, puts it down on another table, and serves you guys your. Ah, oh, it's going to be a good day, I think. Maybe nobody will get murdered. Who knows? And off she goes. <laughs> well, back into the back. <laughs> What a friendly woman. Weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyhow, um, play it whatever way you want. Or we can move on. It's up to you. I see this is as good a breakfast as any. Let's finish up and head down to Black Iron. As you say that, I put down my second empty bowl of stew. Did you, you just drink it? Little man? <laughs> like, mm. You know, big mouth, little bowl. Yeah, it's like Andre the Giant. <laughs> your bowl's your spoon. <laughs> Weird that they serve soup and spoons around here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can tell your appetite's not going to be that big. I'm just eating with my bowl like this, ready to pull it off in case someone steps on the table or an axe plops down. <laughs> and by axe. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. I think we don't want to have to pay for these tables. So, how long have you been in this area? Tiny? Tiny. Huh. A while. 
I mean, I live in the mountains. To the south, just a bit. Uh, but I just rolled into town last night. Oh, well that would leave an interesting track if you rolled. The snow covers it up. I would imagine. I'll have to get you to do that trick for us later, then. That'll make it easier for us to walk through this, won't it? No guarantees. Well, I think walking is the preferred method. Oh. Well, I was hoping you'd do that rolling thing. It'd make it way easier. That way she doesn't have to fall into the snow again and get blue. I'd be interested in seeing that. Roll for me. Soul with <laughs> no. <laughs> You're not strong with metaphors, are you? <laughs> no. But I'm wise in the ways of the force. But I'll say this. He said he'd flip you for it. Mm, I don't even know if I can lift him. <laughs> At all. I mean, that could be very entertaining. Things that will get done with don't get done cheaply for money in this game. I can already tell are vast. <laughs> <laughs> so, shall we away our break of day? Let's go. Up our snowshoes. Off you go, and you guys head down the road to Black Iron Blades. And standing out front are the three dwarves. Um. Uh, Harun, uh, Haruna, and Korux and Storn are standing there. Uh, Storn is like, he's, he's looking all around like he's all messed up. Sketchy. As fudge. Like, he's looking for something. Uh, What are you afraid of, my good man? Don't mind him. He thinks there's a dragon hunting him. Just leave him alone. He's not very right in his head. I look at the crazy and I'm like, are you using lad? You can tell me. I'm a cleric. And he kind of hides behind Corux. He just does one of these and then he turns and he looks at you and he just stares. I just stare back. I don't blink either. I've played this game before. Yeah, he just just keeps staring at you. We have the full-on staring contest. He's like, who wins? It's getting awkward. Yeah. You can, <laughs> as you look at him, as you look at him, um, you can't see his nose. Like, there's see? a hole where his nose used to be? There's an indent. There's two holes. And you can see some moisture. Ugh. What is going on with that? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I don't do that in front of him, but, you know. What is like? Does it look like it was chopped off at one point? Like, oh, frostbite. It looks like he lost it to frostbite. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, like when you talked to Haruna last night. If anybody wants to roll a, a late perception check, you can do that now. Huh? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, that's a twenty-three. Well, that's easily you can tell she uh, he's lost his right ear. And so two fingers. World above ten. That's one Please tell me that was one incident and not the right, of right ear and two frostbite, two uh, two fingers. Well, folks, what will our heroes find? Tune in next time to find out right here on our little D and D game.